Ooh, all right, folks. Welcome back to the podcast, One Man, One Tree in a Hill. Ladies and gentlemen, we've reached the end of 2020. What a year. Before we start out, this podcast is sponsored by Old Hillside Bourbon Company. Ladies and gentlemen, Old Hillside Bourbon Company, oh, oh, excuse me, Old Hillside Bourbon Company was a company created out of love for bourbon liquor. Would bourbon be alcohol? Yes. Friendship and camaraderie. The idea of quality time, great conversation, enjoying good spirits brought this team together. Our vision is fueled by the optimism, integrity, and a sense of responsibility to build a successful household of bourbon brand. The people that can cherish and love this type of brand. Our story is unique. We are a collective group of individuals from different career backgrounds. This is our strength as we are all able to apply professional experiences to provide unmatched service to our customers. Ladies and gentlemen, that is old Hillside Bourbon Company. That's who sponsored this podcast now. And you know what? I don't even drink alcohol, but if I was going to drink it, I would drink this one. Bourbon. I don't know if it comes in cans. That would be a good idea if it came in cans, but I think it comes in barrels. But uh, yeah, welcome back to this podcast, One Man, One Tree in the Hill. I'm your host, two-time wrestling champion, stand-up comedian, host of the podcast, Jared Waters. It's been an interesting week. Happy holidays to everyone else. Merry Christmas to everyone who celebrates Christmas. Happy Hanukkah if you celebrate Hanukkah. Happy Kwanzaa to the people who celebrate Kwanzaa. And if you're atheist and you don't celebrate anything, an air fist pound to you and your godless people. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's been a it's been a cool week, man. It's been a, a really a really trying time. Uh, we got a lot of emails, and we're gonna answer these emails. Uh, most of the emails, I'm gonna be honest with you. Something happened to my Hulu account. I got a lot of them, and uh, I gotta probably restart it and get back, get back on this one tree hill. I promise we'll get back on it. Uh, to the people celebrating Christmas, I just love that time of year is because people just relax, you know, enjoy family and stuff like that. You starting to realize what's really important, and to the people who don't have families, you just see how lonely they are, and <laughs> that's uh, <laughs> that's an amazing, amazing attribute as well. But um, what happened was. So last time we, our, my dear friend Shauna, like I said, Shauna was like our OG. She was like the OG and a lot of emails about like where you can take her classes, everything else. Uh, we put their Instagram links. Just hit them up. It's so simple. But I don't know if she's doing Zoom Zoom classes or not, but feel free to hit her up. You're more than welcome to. But yeah, that's what we call the that podcast, a picture worth a thousand words. That's amazing, right? Just imagine the man of your dreams. You take a picture of him when you are in, and then next you know it. That's your husband. And yeah, uh, her Instagram's amazing, right? I thought I'd take good pictures, but F no. They got the, that's what my lady goes, she goes, look how amazing these pictures are. So finding the perfect picture, sometimes we don't want to, you know, sometimes you don't want to put put people's families out there. It's because their story. So we put them, a picture of them up there. But that was Shauna Griffin. So hit her up. You got any questions? I'm like the bridge. I'm the bridge from these thousands of people. And, you know, the people that listen to this podcast, shout out to everybody else. And then we bridge the gap. And shout out to our producers. We have producers here. And they float them to me. And then we filter it. And that's how we do it. But yeah, hit her up. Definitely hit her up. Um, so what happened before Christmas? I've been doing these shows. New York City is kind of, it's not shut down, but it's shut down. A lot of comedians out here have lost their morale to live. <laughs> Meaning that the reason why it was so great, because it happens, It ha this happens in New York all the time, like when the winter hits, the hustle stops. Like it's only made for like the real wolves and the real people that come out there because in the winter, it's even before a pandemic, people stop showing up to shows, they get cold, they stay inside their houses and stuff like that. They don't really want to do shows like that. So now 
it'll get really cold and people just be like, oh, let's cancel shows. Let's go back to Zoom. And it's really big, big, the big fish, the little fish do what the big fish does. So if a big fish cancels a show, everyone's going, yeah, I'm going to cancel too. It's cold. Yeah, I'm going to, yeah, since he canceled, I'm going to cancel. So I'm like, F that. So we're still doing our show, Training Day Comedy. But before that, uh, little Jared Schwartz, he did his show, which is Tuesday. And then before that, I had a show by my man, Eric Angel. Now, Eric Angel is Israeli, right? He's from Israel. And if you've never been to Israel before, Israelis are very, uh, they're very, like, uh, tough people. They talk over each other, right? And if you're not used to it, you would think it's, like, disrespectful. But it's just, like, that's the way they are. So when he talks to me, I know he doesn't mean any harm because I know he's just talking. Like, where are you? I need you here now. Come on, buddy. Where? Are you? I need you to do a set now. <laughs> and there's, like, four people on the show. And it was good. It was, like, a birthday party we did in the back of this um in the back of this restaurant where they have like an awning, air filtering and stuff like that. So that's good. And shout out to my man Mike Lee. He just got the vaccine. He said he's feeling good. He's a nurse. He got the vaccine. So I did that show and then after that I ran to Jared Schwartz. He turned a, he had a show but he turned into open mic. So sometimes when you're around open micers it's just hard listening to their level of just it's such a bro culture, you know. And I guess I'm trying to think when I was a young stand-up comic, was it like that? But it was like so many jokes are just inappropriate. <laughs> just, <laughs> and I'd say a lot of jokes, but I was like, man, these boys are pushing the line and females are pushing the line. And then training day happens. Training day happens. Uh, there's a big, massive accident on the bridge that gets from Harlem to Queens. So I was stuck on this bridge for like an hour. And then I run into Stefan Hightower, stand up, funny stand up comedian. He did episode 60, episode 45. Uh, about me and his family, so we're on the bus, he's on the show, and my dog Grant Sheff is on the show, and we're just showing up late because we're just stuck, so we're running to Matthew. And as me and Matthew, just our typical arguments <laughs> all the time. Uh, if I had a son, right, if I had a son, and he's 20, that means, okay, yeah, if I had a son at 12, well, pretty much I thought I had a son at 14, but I mean, if I had a son, and that was him, I get frustrated like he's my son. Like I said, this guy is probably the funniest kid that you'll ever meet in your life. These comics walk up to him and say, like, yo, Matthew killed, blah, 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 blah. Yo, he killed at this place. He killed out in Long Island. I was like, yeah. I was like, so. So he's like excited, and I can tell his excitement. So I'm letting him tell me the story because, you know, people walking up to me like, yo, he destroyed it. He killed. And I was like, that doesn't surprise me. You know, I'm not surprised at him doing well because he's a funny stand-up comic. But my thing is, if you kill in your hometown, what does that mean? Right? You kill a bear in the woods. What does that mean to the people who live in the city? Nothing. Because they don't hunt bears. And Does that make sense? Like, when I go back home to Tampa, I'm not going to come back to New York. You're like, yo, the shows in Tampa are fire. It doesn't matter. That's my hometown. If I go to North, that's my hometown. I expect to do well in these towns. So, you know, take the air out of his balloon a little bit. But I was telling him, I was like, look, you got to kill here. The city is everything. You could be a king on Long Island. But what does that mean? Nothing. Kevin James can come in any show and knock anybody off the show because he's the king of Long Island. So we're doing that, and uh, I'm just introducing him to different girls that run shows, and he's like, getting like, what are you being weird about? And I was like, freak, man. So me and him were like talking, and I was like, you know what? And then is, So I was like, let's just host a show. So we're just arguing and stuff, just typical stuff. And then when we get on the show, we're hosting a show. It's probably our best show because we just talked about what we're arguing about on stage, and it was like bantered, like 10 minutes, turned into a good show, and everybody did well on the show. Dope. I met this comic. Her name is Audrey. Audrey Mora. She is from Mexico City. <laughs> One of the funniest bubbly people. So I'm meeting like all these comics that I've 
I just never, I, I never have a chance to meet them, but we're always trying to support women of color and, you know, different women to get up so they can find a safe place where they can do stand-up. And we, like, we patrol the room and make sure, like, look, man, chill. Don't do any of this wild stuff. So that was good training day comedy. And the next day is Christmas Eve, so a lot of comics. I don't, ex- I expect shows to be canceled around this time because it's Christmas Eve. So we went to these Christmas lights. You know, see the Christmas tree lighting? You know, the tree like a big Christmas tree, but it's weird in like Rockefeller because there's all these barricades, so you really can't get close to the tree unless you're going figure skating, ice skating. And uh, Christmas came around. Christmas is my little sister's birthday. Little. Well, she's she's little now. She lost 100 pounds. So my little sister, Candace. Candace has a YouTube channel. Uh, we plug it here. It's called Candace's Corner. In her corner, she has over 1,000 subscribers now, so it's good. She got her first paycheck from YouTube, which is dope. And sometimes it's amazing. She's 29, so it's dope seeing her life. So it's crazy how we grew up in the same household, but we have everyone Everyone in my house has four different lives completely. Me and my brother's life are more similar, and I think Candace and my two sisters' lives are similar because they grew up with each other, and they probably are closer. But we all talk. You know, we're all still close. But having her, looking at her view of life is completely different than mine. You know, I think they have a lot more freedom than what we had because me and my brother were, you know, more like rebels. I think I told my parents that, the family call, and I was wondering, I was like, what was the worst that could happen to me was a spanking. And once I realized that, I was like, you know what, F that. I'm not going to listen. I'm not going to do that. I wasn't like, you know, disrespectful like the Sopranos kids. Them, these kids and the Sopranos kids are so disrespectful. Freak Meadow, oh, my God, she would have got a pow-pow if she lived up in a in a di- colored house. But it's my sister's birthday. <laughs> Back to I get distracted. She turns 29, and it's dope just seeing her marginalized and not demarginalized, but to get on YouTube and get on these certain platforms and does it. She's funny, you know, funny. She's a personality. She's writing different things and just seeing them for Christmas, so that was good. So uh, just chill. I had a lot of food. We had chicken, boneless chicken, mashed potatoes, corn, macaroni, Strawberry lemonade, organic strawberry lemonade, red velvet cake. Freak, it was so much food. Uh, What do you call that? It's not a pie. Cheesecake. Homemade cheesecake. So it was dope just sitting there relaxing and we watched. Oh, freak, that's what it Yeah, we watched the movie Soul. And it's always funny. Like with Pixar, I feel like Pixar is just a company designed for millennials to not kill themselves. <laughs> Not funny the way I said it, but I think Pixar, if you think about our generation of, like if you're a millennial, you're like, millennial starts from 1996, the last year is 96 to like 88, I think, or 87, 87 to 96, they say that we're the millennial class, and we grew up on cartoons, we grew up on like Toy Story and stuff like that, and it feels like the only way to reach millennials is through technology or in cartoons, so I watched the movie Soul. It's with Jamie Foxx and Tina Fey. A lot of stuff on Instagram made a lot of sense when I see people tweeting that all the black characters, when there's a black character in Disney, they're always either an animal or something else. And I was like, yeah. I saw that comparison because when he was in the barber shop, he said, like, um, he never talks with a barber. And then when Tina Fey was inside the black dude's body, he started talking about what life means. And everybody's like, yeah, I agree. And I was like, yeah, I get that. I get that. But uh, overall, the picture was great. The 
picture uh, was good. The message was good about finding your purpose. Uh, I forgot what the dude's name is, but the black dude uh, spent his whole life trying to get a gig. He is a teacher, a substitute teacher, and he's trying to get this main gig, and he dies, and he doesn't want to go to the eternity, so he sneaks back into Earth, and he has to mentor a younger soul, and they go back to Earth, and he goes inside the cat's body, and she goes inside uh, the black dude's body, and then he doesn't, and he finally gets the gig of his life, and after that, he doesn't feel like his purpose was there. What his purpose? Yeah, his uh, yeah, like his purpose, like his destiny. Like sometimes in life, you can spend time chasing this one thing, and you lose track of like what's really important. Because he wanted this one big gig, and he finally does the gig, and he has a great gig. And then after that, it's like, oh freak. I think sometimes it happens to a lot of com- stand-up comics, man. I knew a lot of comics who are very successful and I talked to them and they're just not happy I was like oh you're freaking on this like you know I don't know Pete Davidson personally but I was reading this thing where this guy is just saying how he says he's getting his tattoos removed and he gets it back on because he likes pain and he's not happy with his life and on the outside looking he's like oh man you should be happy you're on SNL but like what does that mean you know what what does that mean like what is his soul really happy so uh, that was that was dope you know watching that uh watching the movie soul and then after that we finished the man i think i finished the mandalorian already then after that and then we just got small christmas presents i'm not a i'm not a big i don't like gifts i you know i don't know you got to surprise me I, I don't i don't know why i don't like gifts it's like sometimes i like i feel like i have everything in life you know i got i got health i got i got a house i got a house I, you know what else do i need does that make sense like I feel like I'm con- not con- I'm never contented with life, but I'm I don't need anything. Material things don't move me. Materialistic things don't move me at all. And my birthday's next Tuesday, so what's gonna happen is, just for the future, what's gonna happen is next Tuesday, uh, we're gonna do another Woody's roundup. That's gonna be my birthday episode, and then after that, we're gonna start dropping out more of these time capsules that we recorded and we got a lot of stuff built up so we got that going on so that was christmas uh then christmas the day after christmas <coughs> i did a show in new jersey at a strip club uh flamingos and <laughs> i didn't know i didn't know it was a strip club i, I just thought of play you know the name the name sounded you know flamingos i should have thought of it but i had to go all the way out to new jersey right and uh, usually I go out to New Jersey for a nice chunk of change, but I had a friend who was like, Jared, I would really love you to do the show. Would you like to do the show? I said, yeah, I'll go. I'm a, I'm a sucker for comedy. So I go out there and I walk I, I walk in. I'm like, I'll see this big old plate. Oh, I was like, oh, it's a bird. Oh, it is a flamingo. And the dude goes, hey, it's $40 to come in. I said, I'm a stand-up comedian. I said, oh, a comedian, come on in. Sit in this booth over here. That's where the comedians are. And I'm talking to these big, giant black dudes. And I was like, what's up, blood? Oh, excuse me. I didn't say blood. I said, what's up, brother? I said, what's up, brother? He said, what's up? And I said, uh, I'm one of the comedians. He goes, so what the fuck does that mean? I said, I'm a comedian. I'm just waiting to do the show. He goes, we about to get a lap dance. Can you move the freak out the way? I was like, oh, no disrespect. I see you about to get your dance on. No problem. Get your swerve on. And then the like goes, comedians are in the back. I was like, oh, okay. So imagine me, uh, excuse me, oh, scrippers. Oh, excuse me. Excuse me. Oh, no, no. I don't want to dance. No, no. Excuse me. Yep. Excuse me. Uh huh. Oh, hey, stuff. Yeah, thank you. I'm just here for the show. Yep. So we get there, and it was amazing. So as we're doing the show, these strippers are, like, about to start dancing. So seeing strippers 
warm up and get ready is like the funniest thing because it looks like they're like M- NBA basketball players. You ever watch TNT or watch ESPN and they show how basketball players walk into the stadium with their bag and suits and stuff like on? That's exactly what strippers look like. They got their double bags on and they're walking into this arena and you can tell when they walk in they become a stripper but outside they're not strippers so you can tell these chicks when they walk in they do not give an f about who they're dancing on they're here to work this is strictly business that is all i saw this little it's a little it's a little handy he's not handicapped this little dude with some two by four glasses talking to the stripper she goes uh-uh don't kiss now uh-uh, i told you you cannot kiss me just listen to, it's just i would love to keep dancing with you and he drops another 20 inside there and i was like wow and uh, I said that joke in front of the strippers, and they all bust out laughing. I was like, you guys are walking here like EA, like <laughs> like some NFL players in here. I was like, EA Sports is in the game. Uh, then they laughed, and my friend Kevin Bourne, a stand-up comic too, I was telling him. I was like, dude, just come to Jersey. I'm doing a show in Jersey. He goes, I'm from Jersey. He does a set, and at 10 o'clock in New York and tri-state areas, you can't be inside past 10. So what happened is, so what happened is everyone has to go back outside and become outdoor dining. So all the strippers come outside and all the dudes come outside and he has to do a good set. And he's doing a good set and all these strippers are laughing. But they're telling him like, oh, we don't got any tips right now to pay you. But we were, how do we follow you? And he goes, are y'all on Instagram? Like, no, nah, we got families. We can't be on Instagram stripping. But can I give you a dance? Boy, if Kevin is. <laughs> so I'm just like, I got to go, man. I, I do do Joe Pontilla lives in Queens. Like, hey, you going towards Manhattan? He goes, yeah. I was like, oh, perfect. Can I catch a ride with you? He goes, no problem. So we go. I catch a ride, get out, dropped off to Harlem. I just come home. Because I was like, look, I'm not trying. I can't. I can't be in no strip. <laughs> I could, but I was like, I can't be in a strip club all night. It's it's the day after Christmas. And, uh, oh, it was, it was 26. It was my boy Sasha Miller's birthday. A lot of people hit me up. was like, oh, I didn't know you had a tattoo on your face. I don't have any tattoos on my body. Uh, that was that video is from spring break 20, 2012. Uh, we found all these water tattoos, and I just put, like, some all over my face and body. Uh, and that's what we did. Sasha Miller, I've been, he's, he was, I've been, I met him since 04, 03, 04. One of my closest Caucasian friends in my life. That dude is, is the only dude I know I can talk to when he's drunk out of his mind. He'll call me, and he goes, play the mixtape where we play, man. I, th- <laughs> I called him recently, it's before his birthday, and I said, hey, man. We're just a part of this toxic culture. And he goes, what the freak are you talking about? We're not toxic people, man. Just people nowadays are more inclined with their emotions and weak and stuff like that. I said, that's just toxic, man. We were raised like soldiers. That's not a way to raise people now. Because he has his own business. He says, like, when he gets on his workers, they say, like, they pull out stress cards and say, like, it's too tough, like, in the military and stuff like that. And I was like, yeah, more people more in tune to mental health. You know, there's no reason for a man to not be able to share his emotions or anything else. I was like, I don't need to get you drunk for you to tell me that you love me and stuff like that. Because, oh, man, shut the F up. But uh, it was dope. You know, he's 32 years old. And, shoot, I turn 32 next Tuesday, January 5th. So, freak. Freaking getting old. I'm close to freaking 40, man. I'm an old head. I'm not, I feel young, but I mean, F it, you know. Who would have thought? I'm older than Tupac, right? But I was a 26. And then, uh, 27. 27th, I went to the bookstore, did another Zoom, you know, Zoom shows. It's just hard to go from a strip club to a Zoom show, but, you know, that's what <laughs> that's what comedy's doing. And then yesterday, I did a show at Joy Bats Cafe again, and it was dope. It was dope seeing Usama Siddiqui. 
uh, dope getting his perspective on comedy, Stefan Hightower and stuff like that. And it was a very unique show because um, it's like an ambush comedy. So a lot of New York stuff is happening. And these people, it was like, you know, five people, four dudes and one chick were sitting in the back of the room. And they were, because it's all outside. They're just having drinks because, you know, they probably, they're just having drinks. And these comics are telling them to be quiet. But I'm telling them just like, look, they didn't come here for comedy. They came here to chill. So it's hard telling somebody to shut the F up when they didn't come to a comedy show to be entertained. They came to drink beer outside under a heated place and there just happens to be entertainment. So all these comedians keep going. They keep effing with them, like literally. Like my boy gets on stage and it's another shot at to him, but he's just like, I was like, dude, you just told four hood dudes to shut up and you called them pretty much, you said how they don't know how to talk to women. Like, So I get on stage and I'm just like, the goal is, to not piss them off, you know, like it's still a business. You know, the guy who owns the place, he has five paying customers that are paying alcohol in a pandemic, you know. So why f up his business? Because we want them to be quiet for comedy. It's like a, it's a, it's a, it's a different thing, you know. It's like he's about how to appease. So this other comic comes in drunk as a skunk, and she should not be on stage. You know, she should not be on stage. She's drunk as f. She's not on the show, and they're just like, oh, we got to put her on. And she's drunk, and she calls. She says, hey, Asian lady. And uh, I'm, a, I'm a, you know, I'm a, you know, I would never, someone say, hey, yo, black dude. You know, the way she said it was just like, yo. And then the Asian lady hits back and goes, let's talk about white women and their privilege to just call people out. And then she goes, are you mad at me because your friend's the F word? And I'm like, whoa. And these dudes get up and they're about to throw a chair. And I walk up to him and say, look, man, look, man, I know this chick, she's just drunk. You know, he goes, drunk or not, you should never disrespect anybody like that. We're from the south side of Jamaica, blah, blah, blah. I got a gun on, and I could tell. I can, you know, I can. I'm, I'm looking at these dudes, and I'm like, one of these dudes has a gun. I'm looking at his side. He has a pistol on his hip, and my whole goal is to de-escalate the situation because I know that my boy pissed him off too. And they're like, yeah, we're gonna jump your friend, or you know, some of these comments are mad disrespectful. And I'm like, yo, 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 I understand, man. I understand. You know, it just he goes, you were respectful. You did your joke. You didn't try to make fun of us. You know, it was funny. We were listening to you. You were real good. And I was like, it's about giving respect. That's what it's about. And uh, I'm telling this chick, she's on stage, and I'm just like, look, these, this chick was about to stab you, man. Like, these dudes are really about to violate you. And I had to tell my boy, I said, look, I know where you're from, but just remember where you're at, too. Like, this is not our hood. This is not where we're from, you know? Sometimes when you're in places, you know, you can entice situations by saying stuff. Like, you're trying to shut these people up, but they don't technically have to shut up because they're not here for a comedy show. You know? Because they're going to leave. You know, those people left. You got two Instagram followers. You could have got seven if you would have just made these people laugh. And try The harder, the easier skill will be like, yo, let me make them laugh instead of just going at them. You're like jumping on the bandwagon. He goes, it ain't that serious. Like, all right, no problem. But I'm just saying, it's a different way to look at it. Me personally, when I get on stage, it's like I'm not trying to make someone hate me. Now, I might say stuff where you, you might hate me if I start talking about stuff you might be offended by. But I was just like, whoa. Just, whoa, just drunkenness. And I don't have a problem with anybody drinking, but that was just effed up. Uh, but that was, uh, that was, yeah, that was, that was, yeah, that was, that was, uh, that was, yeah, that was yesterday. Oh, other news. I saw this. And if you guys uh, read this article, I read this article. It's very interesting. This man named is Yuri Tokorlo. He divorced his sex robot. And I was very sad about this. I really thought they could make it. I really felt like that he had a really chance. He built it the right way. Uh, he made all the requirements. But they didn't, they didn't make it out. So shout out to these guys marrying sex robots. Hope you guys can really get through couples counseling. I don't know what app he would download for her to have couples counseling. But it was 
And uh, I'm going to get out of here with this. It's uh, really, you know, it's in those Thanksgiving and stuff. What holiday is it? Freaking Christmas and stuff. People doing family stuff. And, uh, yeah, I talked to my good friend. His name is DJ McCary. We uh been friends for man, 20 years. 20 years. And I'm trying to get him on the podcast. He's going to do it. We thought about doing video footage. And he asked me, like, why don't we do video footage? And I've been saying this for a while. Not for a while, but we might do it differently. You know, I have, like, different green screens. But sometimes when people are sharing these intimate parts of their lives, you get distracted by what they look like. You know? And some people just don't want to be on video because they got jobs and stuff like that. But if it's audio, it's just audio, you know? You can just listen to a story. You know, sometimes I don't want to watch it. If I listen to a story, like when I'm listening to podcasts on the train, I don't want to see the video footage. Like when I listen to Drink Jams, I'm like, I could care less what Pharrell looked like. I'd rather just hear a story, you know? That's what I'm just into. I just like old school radio where you just hear the stories. But uh, we've been friends for like 20 years, and we're talking about, you know, linking up and doing everything else. And it's crazy how... I was just talking to him, and then another friend hits me up and just tells me, like, all these stories about DJ. And I'm like, man, how small this world is. And I was sitting there talking about, like, his son. We're talking about him as a dad. We're talking about all this other stuff and the way we were raised. And it's crazy because this next episode we're going to drop after January is with uh, my man. We're going to call it Scotty Tuhati, Scott Monahan. And when I, t- I think I've been telling about this, this episode is so good. Like we have the producers, like we're editing right now, but it's just really good about his thoughts about life, about checking in on people and seeing what's up and like feeling different things and stuff like that. I feel like we as a people now are more in tune with our mental health so we know how to express our wants and needs and our desires that we have inside life. But uh, yeah, so what's going to happen is next week, which is Saturday, I mean, which is. <laughs> Which is Tuesday. We're going to do another Woody's episode. And that's uh, uh, my birthday episode. We're going to be wrapping up everything in 2020. Wrapping up that full year. Wrapping up everybody we did a podcast with. We'll be wrapping up. Uh, what else are we going to be wrapping up? We'll be reflecting on 2020. Because my birthday is technically like New Year's anyway. So I'll do that. And we'll do that for the Woody's Roundup. Then after that, we'll start dropping the the time capsules of people. We got definitely episodes built up. We got probably 10 in the chamber. And we'll be dropping those. We'll be editing those. And everything's going to be good. So that's what we're going to be doing. So this is the podcast, One Man, One Train of Hill. Hope everyone had a wonderful Christmas, New Year's, whatever you're doing in the world. If I see you on the flight, say what up. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, hit me up. Uh, <laughs> everything's about One Tree Hill. I get that. I get that. I get that. And I'm going to review these episodes soon. Soon. Right now, currently, I'm doing this I'll just tell you right now, I've been pitching this pilot, and I have a lot of, I don't have agents, I do have an agent, he's trying to, like, they're trying to buy certain things from me, so it's like knowing when to sell and stuff like that, and the intellectual property is hard, so a lot of stuff they're asking me to do, like, different writings, I was part of this other thing where you, like, the storytelling show where you do, like, it's quarter like, this is not happening, but, like, a different, about, like, love stories and stuff like that, been editing those uh, if you be on the lookout, if you look for any Hallmark cards, I wrote a lot of these Hallmark cards this year. It's been really good. It's been really good. A lot of stuff coming up this year for 2021. So sometimes you just got to fall back a little bit. So what we did with the podcast, we just fell back, letting people enjoy the Christmas and the Happy New Year and everything else. But January 5th, we starting everything back up. Same time, same place, same channel. My name is Jared Waters. Have a wonderful night. Peace out. G-double-O to the D-I-E, a.k.a. Garrett McCall, a.k.a. Roland Doja. Take us out with this theme song. Ho! Oh. <laughs>
Hey, you're live on the podcast, One Man, One Tree in the Hill. Say what up to the people. This is when I see black excellence, man. It's Dave Chappelle, Michael Che, Lauren Michaels, Chris Rock, Eddie Murphy, all sitting at the table. I said, yo, Eddie, Mr. Murphy, I, said, I just want to say, man, you're the GOAT, man. And you're the coldest nigga that ever walked the face of the earth. You got to break that thing over. She wants it private, but y'all not even together right now. So we haven't spoken about anything but the cat for at two least months. two months. And then I said, and I said, uh-uh, and I'm be the next Jamar Neighbors. Yeah. And she was up like, I know that's right. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening to the podcast. My name is Jerry Waters, and I'll catch you next time. Like, subscribe, rate the podcast. Have a wonderful night, wonderful day, whatever you're listening to. I'll see you soon.